0: I'd been dreading going to Nebraska for most of the summer. My trip was set for mid-August, just two months before the 10-year anniversary of Alyssa P.'s death. In the first few years after she died, any tether to Alyssa P. on the calendar, her birthday, the day she died at just 18 years old, the date of her funeral, would derail me. But as more time passed, I started feeling like they no longer warranted a breakdown. Now I was 28, living in New York City and working in journalism. The life that I'd been manifesting ever since Alyssa P. and I were children had materialized. And while I felt a profound pull to go to Nebraska, to visit Ponca Pines Academy, the place where Alyssa P. spent her last school days, My fear over what the experience might elicit was even more potent. It could unleash the deeply buried grief that still gnawed at me, unresolved and uncomfortable. Alyssa P and I were infants when we met, going on to attend nursery, elementary school, and temple together. Alyssa P wasn't just my first friend, she was my favorite friend. She was boisterous unabashed, brazen. In first grade, I sheepishly showed her the wart on my finger I'd been hiding underneath a band-aid, only to have her rip her shoe off and expose the ones that lined the bottoms of her feet. When my breasts blossomed before hers in fifth grade, she wore a bra alongside me in solidarity. By seventh grade, we'd started partying together, stealing coconut rum from the bar at my grandmother's house and taking swigs before logging on to AIM, tipsily IMing our friends and crushes. We shared these early acts of rebellion before our paths diverged, before Alyssa P. was sent away to Ponca Pines, and I stayed behind, forced to forge my own identity within our hometown. Ponca Pines wasn't a traditional high school, It was a therapeutic boarding school and part of the troubled teen industry, a network of private, unregulated residential programs that some 50,000 teens will attend each year in their parents' hopes of quelling their bad behavior. A fact I was unaware of when Alyssa P. was first sent there, but has since come to consume me still unable to shake the feeling that something must have happened while she was in the school's care. that the time she spent away from the world we co-inhabited, the life we seemed to share, somehow, some way, contributed to the fate that befell her within a year of graduation. When I finally arrived at Ponca Pines, the school had long since closed but I was happy to discover I could still walk freely around the fields of sun-bleached grass Alyssa P. had once traversed. I envisioned Alyssa P. everywhere, in the campus's abandoned, untouched stretch of buildings, painted in a coat of white so old that it was peeling off in sheaths. Sitting on the wraparound porch of the residence, or beneath its sloped roof, which gives the house the appearance of a ski chalet hanging out alongside the other classmates of hers whose lives had also come to consume me. Two girls uncannily named Alyssa N and Alyssa O. I first discovered Alyssa N and Alyssa O on Alyssa P's Facebook page. In the days after she died, I'd taken to her profile with a fury, looking for solace in the litany of pictures, prayers, and memories that had come to populate her wall. But all I could focus on were the messages from Alyssa N and Alyssa O. Messages like, Alyssa P taught me what it was really like to have a best friend. Love you always, Alyssa P. Save our souls.